Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's 100th episode of Armchair Preaching, Pastor John and I discuss our messages called The State of the Church. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to Armchair Preaching. Pastor John is with me, and this is episode... Drumroll, please. This is episode 100. Uh, that's right. That's big. Yeah, congratulations to, yay to us. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And thank you, Zach. You were the one, you and Kenny were the ones who kind of got this started. And uh, thank you for all the hard work you've done to make this happen. Yeah, well, it's fun. Uh, it's a fun project. I think given, and we, we talked about this a little bit in our sermons this past week, but you know, given the style of preaching ministry we have, it wouldn't work in every church to do this sort of thing. Right. Um, but given the style of preaching ministry that we have, which is a team preaching environment, which is a, is a growing trend in churches, a lot more team preaching environments. Um, I think there's a lot of reasons we could, a lot of reasons, a lot of reasons we could unpack to do that. But, uh, but, uh, Ours is unique because we have two concurrent services and we we preach the same scriptures and we preach the same basic themes, but from a, from differing perspectives. Although, as we as people who've listened to the podcast know, it's it's surprising it's su- how how, freq- <laughs> how similar surprising they are. how similar they land, uh, even when there's nuance. But uh, but this week was different. Yes, this is. this week was different. We were on in in what we at least this is what I call them. These are one off sermons. These are not part of a series. Um, it's but it is it it is uh, significant for the specific life of the church. The message that we play, that we did on Sunday called the state of the church, and this one we we wrote together. Yes, which was not not typical. So we'll kick off with this. Just ask a question. You know, how did you find that process of writing back and forth? It's actually pretty relatively easy overall. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I mean, y- y- we we divided up the sections. Mm-hmm. We knew that we were going to move from the intro to 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 uh, things that are going well to things that are challenges to the close, and we just divided up the sections. And so I wrote my section. You wrote your section. We shared it with each other. We talked about you know, mm-hmm. some of the things. I mean. You you read through mine. I read through yours, and and uh, and we, I guess before that we had even we'd even sort of bullet pointed that yeah. mm-hmm. these are the things that we know we're going to we're going to talk about in our strength areas, yeah. and these are the things we know we want to talk about in our in our in our challenging areas. Uh, I thought it was I thought it was great. Uh, I really great. I think the fun thing was that, is that you're languaging it in a way as you're writing it that I know that Zach won't say it. That, that that way, way yeah. so I got to write it in a way that both of us would yeah. feel comfortable yeah. saying it, and vice as versa. much as possible, as much as possible, yeah, and vice versa. And you know, interesting always to see too. Um, you know, you you have a very different writing style. So when you sent me yours, you have it looks different than mine. Formatting, yeah. And, and 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 I've talked about this before. I'm a little bit, and I don't like to use this. This is a very clinical term, but it, I'm a little bit schizophrenic in how I write my sermons. So like sometimes it's very prescriptive uh, and and it's scripted all out. I mean, it's all scripted yeah. out, and then I deviate from it wildly in the moment. Yeah. Other times it's just a, a very basic outline that I that I prep 
over and over and over yeah. and over and over again. Yeah. Uh, when I was writing the section for for you, um, for you to look at, it was very scripted yeah. uh, because I wanted us because we were trying to as much as possible stick to the proverbial script, so to speak, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, and and so that to me was the easiest way to do that. And. And did you? Uh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> and did I? I, I think I think for the Mostly, most part. I think for the most part, probably ninety percent of it I did. Yeah, and I think probably ninety ninety percent is probably a fair assessment. And I want to ask you this because I didn't get to hear uh, your ten thirty or eight fifteen messages live. Uh, yeah, and yeah. so I wonder because there's you, a lot more a lot more straight um, playing playing it straight in the recording. Yeah. than it was live. Very little. Difference right. in what was written down. So, w- did you find anything in the eight fifteen and ten thirty that you tweaked, or you were um, that you, you know you emphasized differently, or in the moment because the the audience or the congregation is, you know, we talk about this all the time. Yeah. We're, we're we're in a congregation, so w- w- the difference between preaching and public speaking is we are preaching for – we're speaking to a people at a, a specific time, and we have built relationships with them over long periods of time. Yeah. Public speakers don't do that. They come in. They they do a one-off. It, it's non – It's the same sermon, the same message slightly adjusted, and then they do it you know, all over the country. Yeah, yeah, 50, 52 different Sundays. Did you find when you're in the, yeah, in the I, moment different uh, emphasis? And a lot of mine had to do with – some of them were just – in the moment, there was something that was said uh, that 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 another thing that just sort of had been percolating around just sort of landed. Yeah. In that moment, so I just I, I spoke it like, it was like for example, I said that um, I had just been listening to a podcast from from Prince William. Okay. Um, who was talking about coming out of the pandemic, and he said that if we're going to solve great problems in this world, we need to come together. Yeah. That that little line, I didn't even say it at eight fifteen. I just that that came to me at at, at eight. At ten thirty, yeah, and then the other one was that uh, when we're going through all the kind of the litany of all the the, the ministries of the church that are that were launched and they're going going well that are exciting, uh, I'm looking out and there are people who are serving in those ministries. So I have made several references to other people beyond those who were named. Yeah, like Alan Cleveland, Cleveland came, comes to mind with the so, Oasis. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and so so yeah, th- those kind of things. Uh, I, I were were added in the moment, and I found that challenging. I, I, when even when I was when, even when I was kind of going through the message, because I, I kept thinking of other ministries we we could have named, and I'm like, man, you just you, you know you throw you put them in there, and then you, you know you're doing it because there's special emphasis there that maybe there there are ministries that we haven't emphasized as much in the past, or there there are special emphasis, and then you name the other ones, and and you know like like I you know when I went through my message the first couple of times I I'll, I do it there's a spot upstairs I do and and so the the pedal power bikes are like all out there so I think man we should mention that too <laughs> but then I start thinking about you know the the, the other ministries we should, could mention those and, pedal power bikes are the most preached to bikes in the that's right that's right <laughs> it, probably in the nation right in the nation um it, but yeah I, I, I there are mo- things in the moment and then things that you like you said you hear you hear a podcast and then that kind of goes in the in the tank and then it kind of comes out someplace else. Yeah. And, and I, I, I think my main, mine were really more emphasis shifts uh, or not shifts, but where I felt in the moment, there were things that kind of, you know, needed to be said for that congregation. Like I, I, I emphasize the giving piece a little differently in vine um, just because I know 
you know, the, there, there are newer people in there. There are people that I want to make sure that they understand that the, the giving piece that we do, it tie, I tied the, the giving to the impact thing a lot more, mm. I think, tightly than I initially had it written down. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to, because, and part of that was because in the service, we had done a moment for impact tied to the message yeah. or tied to tied to the uh, time of offering. And so I wanted to l- take that through line yeah. that this is not just, you know, when we give, it's not, it's not a matter of just um, charity, so to speak, but we really believe that there's a, an eternal impact. And one of the lines that we had in there about all the, the good and worthy institutions you could give to, I wanted to emphasize why the church is, yeah. superior not because those aren't good and worthy institutions but because in the church there's eternal impact that happens so yeah. i wanted to tie that nice. in there nice um uh, and that's what i love about about being in the moment you know yeah. that you're you're you, you, when we are at our best as as preachers we are ourselves in the moment yeah and we are reading a room we're watching eyes we're we're we're, we're thinking the thoughts as mm-hmm. we're delivering them sometimes it's easy a friend of mine used to talk about getting ahead of your your thoughts getting ahead of your delivery yeah and so you're not actually delivering in yeah. the moment. But when your thoughts are in the moment and you are thinking the thought of what you're saying, then you are you're you're thinking it holistically in that yeah. moment. And that's that's a great great call. And I, I found myself doing similar things yeah. uh, in 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 this sermon. You know, I I uh, uh, I had a couple of reactions afterwards, and I know we want to talk about the yeah. reaction to it and the impact of that, that we think this this a message like this has. But one of them that was interesting was uh, they they someone said it was, there there was great reactions. Yeah. But somebody said something about didn't call it a sermon. Yeah. But and didn't call it a message. And I don't remember what exactly they called it. But it was like your talk or something something yeah. like that. Um, which is not the first time that I've heard people just don't want to call it a sermon. You know. But 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 they called it a talk. And and this was in light of us knowing that a we're going to produce it differently, mm-hmm. and b it was going to be different. Yeah. This was a different animal, yeah. and so so this was a state of the union kind address, of, yeah, kind of type address. address. Yeah. And so the question that 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 I think it's a great question for us to think about me for for a minute here is like, what was this? You know, yeah, you know, I I look at that, and I um, I used to get you know this this church, and and I, I don't think this is really. I don't think people know know this, but uh, this church is is really big on. Um, vernacular, uh, right? So, uh, and I'm not going to go into it, but like too much, but in the bulletins in the past, when you had a, an ordained person in the pulpit, it was called a sermon. It said in the bulletin, sermon, our name, you know, whoever's mm-hmm. ordained person name, scripture, title, da, 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 da. When a non-ordained person would come in, it did not say sermon. It, oh, sa- right? it said message. Um, and, and, it, and it used to be like, I, I remember when I first got here, I was like, "What is that about?" Right? As though, as though, as though the v. So any, so the the idea there, what was communicated there, is any time an ordained person is speaking in a worship service, it's a sermon. Um, I don't know that that's necessarily the litmus test of the Bible. I'm shaking my head. No, <laughs> but that's that's how that's how it was kind of uh, interpreted here. For me, I, you know, this was a hybridy type thing. Um, I think it was. I would still call it a sermon because we yeah. were basing we you know we were basing the point of the message on the scripture, the, the, the core scripture, yeah. 
And there were two core and the scriptures. The question was, how are we doing in light of that? The the call to make disciples. Yeah, and I think it, this would be a, 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 I, I would still say sermon with uh, a a heavier emphasis on application. So. Right. Typically, when I do a sermon, and I think you and I have talked about this, there's kind of a third, third, third kind of mentality. You have a third exposition, a third illustration, and a third application. Mm -hmm. That doesn't always work out that way, Mm -hmm. but that's kind of the general thing. This was more like... 10 percent uh you know uh, uh, um, exposition you know exegetical work mainly because these are scriptures that most people are pretty familiar with and then you and know, then another chunk is was was assessment yeah yeah kind which is a, which I think kind of applies to the application yeah. piece because I think when and people the, are doing and the this, last piece of it was what do we do yeah, yeah application how, how did you th- I mean what would how would you kind of categorize it well I, I thought about it when I heard that person talk about it I thought about it um as the difference between um, the preaching moment and a a teaching moment, yeah, you, know, you go into agape every time. Things mm-hmm. I'm doing throughout the week, Wednesdays, small groups, things like that, and and you know there is a difference between preaching and teaching. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. There's a setting difference. There's a there's oftentimes there's a there's a directional difference. Yeah. that is uh, that is one way versus two way uh, mm-hmm. in, interaction, and then and then there's just the 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 the, the moment. I mean, the, the teaching is set in a classroom environment, and when and, and and preaching is set in a worship environment, and we are. You know, in our tradition, the, pre- the preaching the word of God is the word of God. The preached word of God is the word of God. Yeah. And uh, so we we so all of, all of it has biblical and theological truth built built yeah. into it. But you know, in the preaching moment, it is it is to expand on on the scripture and to and to ask a congregation to respond mm-hmm. to that scripture in in particular ways that are coming out of in that lived moment in that in that time. So it, I, I had all those elements to a. A, a sermon, yeah, it was just different, and uh, yeah, and I, I think and, that's the big thing. It was just presented differently, yeah. right? And I and I think we didn't spend as much time on the, you know, what are all, you know, I think in a, in a typical sermon, if we're doing tw- uh, Matthew twenty eight eighteen through twenty, we would go through a, probably a lot more detailed about some of the nuances about baptism and yeah. about uh, the authority piece that G- you know Jesus talks about and what does it mean to go because you know there's that thing in in the Greek where it's not it's not a it's a it's a continuing action it's as you go not just go but the mm-hmm. but the point th- th- those were all things that we kind of condensed down into about a paragraph point, yeah yeah and but it's still there do you know what yeah, I'm saying and, and remember we early on uh, we had a passage uh, an old testament an Isaiah, great commission yeah. Where, where where the the Jews themselves were called to be a light to the, to yeah. the Gentiles, and they were they were called to have, uh, as I'm going to write about in a devotional soon, uh, a mm. centrifugal you know direction that's yeah. going to move out from the center towards the the unreached world, and and that was all that that would also have been very typical to kind of say see we got the New Testament sort of uh, unpacking in the New Testament passage, but we see it in the Old Testament and, and yeah. it's precursors to it in the Old Testament. Yeah, I just think it was a different kind, and also I think. This we don't often preach, and maybe we maybe we should do this more often. I, I don't know. I think this was very specific to this moment. So it's not like you're going to pull this message out in five years and it's going to be the same, have yeah. the same applicability as it does today. Yeah. Whereas a typical sermon has some broader applicability beyond that moment and mm-hmm. beyond that geography. Like the geography matters a lot more. 
in this message and the and the the historical moment matters a lot more in this message than it would in in yeah. typical right so i mean like you pull an advent sermon from 5 years ago with a little bit of nuance you can preach yeah. that sermon here even though it was in dunedin and it was you, you know what i'm saying yeah. Yeah. this you can't do that no. i mean all no. these things are important but very momentary very uh very contextualized more contextualized than even typical which is pretty contextualized as it is but are you glad we did it? I'm really glad we did it. Now, I'll, I'll say this I, in all honesty. I was nervous about it because I'm a stasis person, right? I'm a status quo person. I like, I like the, I like the routine of the preaching. I like the the way we do our preaching. I think we have a unique uh, way of doing preaching. So I was, I, I was nervous about it. I was also. I say nervous is probably not the right. Was there was a little bit of trepidation in terms of the reception because it is so different. Yeah. Um, and and frankly, the the uh, I'm not sure how many people are paying attention to some of the, the you know we talked about the larger trends in in the church in America. Mm-hmm. The church and and I'm not sure how many people were paying attention to and how they would react to that news. Yeah. I, yeah. I was and 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 I think. What what happened was a really strong balance between the positives, the challenges, and the 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 future. You know mm-hmm. what 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 do we do? And I that was an that was an anxiety in my head to to not did be, we have that right? And I think yeah, we I think we absolutely yeah. did. I think we. Yeah, Doctor Barto at uh, at Princeton used to say uh, he he said uh, the good news must be gooder than the bad news is bad. And I think we had that. I mean, I really. But we but sometimes you have to deal with the bad news, yeah. right? You have to deal with it because otherwise your 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 heads in the sand and and and. But I think the, the the problem in the congregation, I think you and I experience this, and I think most pastors experience this, the 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 wider congregation sometimes only wants to look at the bad news. Yeah. And 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 I, I, I did say this and the, there were some reasons I'm not gonna get into now, but uh, I did say this in in the preached message in Vine is and the temptation and sometimes the the action is, well, pastor, what are you going to do about this? Uh, I, I got to yeah. tell you, it, it, and, and to me, the state of the church get, uh, message gives us the opportunity to say, it's not what Pastor John's going to do about it or what Pastor Zach's going to do about it or what any of the professional right. you know, Christians are going to do about it. Not that we're not going to act and not exactly. that we're actively – not that we're just as concerned and actively working to create systems and, and, and peoples and equipping in place to, to address these things. But I it's think not, your point is – It's not just us. It's, it's got not. to be us together, all of us, yeah. inside, outside, volunteer – because the body of Christ is not the staff. Right, the body of Christ is the church, and and so I think there was that there was that um, acknowledgement that there there are challenges, but when you look at the the successes, you know the the things that God has done, even in the last year, even post pandemic, the mm-hmm. last two years, these have been initiatives that that we've been a part of to some degree but but not even the driving force around all of them right i mean like you look at celebrate recovery i mean you were not you you advocated for it talked about it we you know we've done that but are but you're not the one that's leading and organizing every single week there's you know? really one voice that 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 was behind that that was part of our town hall meetings 2 3 years ago yeah. that kept bringing us up and then other voices came in and began to speak it and and that 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 came I, 
it came in on its own. Yeah, and, and and Oasis is the same thing. I mean, the Oasis, and I mentioned this a bit. We we mentioned this a bit in yeah. the in the sermon. Is you know that's Gwen Diaz, who's been a long-standing member of the church, a long-standing member of this community, well respected. She heard a sermon that we preached two and a half years ago at this point on uh, some of the justice uh, problems in our community, and mm-hmm. one of those statistics was the amount of homeless students at, at, at Lakeland High School, which is a mile and a quarter mm-hmm. from our door. Mm-hmm. And, and that God used that moment, not us, but God used that moment yeah. to convict her to say, we, we got to do something about it. And maybe that's, maybe that's one of the takeaways from this. I mean, I, by the way, I saw Gwen and Ed on Sunday night, and, uh, and, and they, were, uh, they, they felt like that was uh, you know, a number of people, re- and we'll talk about reactions here, but they, they felt like it was really an important message. Uh, to hear, and she was she was pleased to hear how it was framed. Yeah, you know, that that this wasn't even Gwen necessarily. No, it was, it was the Holy Spirit just yeah. just saying to Gwen, you know, pressing in on her, saying I, th- th- we can do something uh, about this. Well, and that and that was one of those too. And I and I because we had at the end, um, and I didn't make this connection as much as I wanted to, but like you know the Oasis project and the the importance of prayer in the middle of that project and that that ministry watching them follow the movement of the Holy Spirit to be, because how that, how that, yeah, that they initially program, met here yeah, how yeah. that program looks now is vastly different than how it started. And yeah. that's because they've been on their knees in prayer mm-hmm. and been following the Holy Spirit. And one of the things we're calling the whole congregation to is that ministry of prayer, prayer. because yeah. that that's where, you know, God's going to show up in those moments. So I, I, I thought that was uh, good. Yeah. How's the feedback been? Really positive, really, really positive. Um, I know I heard from a bunch of people after immediately following the service and then some text messages just saying how important they felt like that message was, how significant and how they – and this was the part that I was anxious about is that they felt empowered to be part of the church mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And that was our goal. Mm-hmm. Our goal was to say – this is this is what God is. This is where God has taken us. This is what's in front of us. None of what's in front of us, or none of the challenges that we f- are facing and have faced, are are a blip on the radar in the economy of God. And so we have the opportunity and the responsibility to be on His mission. Mm. And that people, I think, that was exciting to hear that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. And, and from you, the S- sense, similar, yeah. very similar uh, re- results. Different people who uh, don't ordinarily ordinarily say say things in response to to messages. Were we're calling and texting, and in, and in the moment we're we're sharing that you know how important that that was, and 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 even the hard things. Just a couple people acknowledged the the hard things and said, you know, that's a it's a tough place that we find ourselves in. Mm-hmm. But but they felt like there is a. I mean, I even said one of the things I said in the service is that we plan on bucking the trend. Yeah. I mean that there is that trend in America. We want to be the exception to that to the to those trends there, and they 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 felt for all the the, the directional pieces that we talked about at the end, and that that idea of being different um, mm-hmm. from the trends that are out, out there, uh, they felt encouraged. Yeah, they felt they felt hope. So it was a hard message. So mm-hmm. these are same, the same people were saying that was hard, but it was also hopeful. Yeah, yeah. Well, and 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 I didn't say this in the message. I in in the agape class, uh, you know, some folks had had already, you know, they'd seen your message, and so they were asking about some of the attendance trends and things like that that we mentioned in the sermon. And I was like, look, you know, 
are, are those hard realities like, you know, the 300 people, whatever. Yeah. It's like, but in, in some respects, FPC is already, uh, ahead of the curve because there are, there, there are other congregations who were dying before, I mean, before the pandemic, I mean, the average worship attendance before the pandemic in the PCUSA for a church was 75. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, 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 you know, God has seen us through uh, a lot of denominational divisions, and God has seen us through a lot of cultural trend divisions already. I mean, what's going to make this any? I mean, He's already proven Himself. This is one of the things that, in my head, was in my head, but I was like, dude, there's so much we can't get into. But there, what makes us think this is going to be any different? Yeah. If we commit to being together, commit to prayer, commit to working for greater impact, and double down on our and, mission. And the question is, what else do we do? Yeah, I you mean, know, in the middle. I mean, I, and I mentioned, I did say something about the uh, in in I think both live services was uh, in person services. I did say that you know this idea that the church has been been in hard places. We're not, this isn't this isn't new. This is not new. Right. I mean, there, right. It was a worse place when the church first started. That's right. Absolutely, and it's certainly a couple within the first you know, four centuries or so. Yeah. It, was a, it was a far worse place. I mean, literally, death was on, on, right. on the line for for these these folks here. So, so we've we've been in hard places be, before. So take heart. Yeah, that's right. You know, there, there's there's great reasons to be be hopeful for, for the church, and I I, I think that was. For me, that was the, and, and you know, we both landed uh, on on the passage. Of course, of course, we wrote it together yeah. uh, on the passage uh, on the the, the gates of the gates, gates of Hades. Hell, yeah, Does yeah. Yours, have, yours have gates of Hades or is ESV well, gates said, of Hades? It, well, no, I put I put what we had in there was gates of Hades, but I emphasized the hell piece, and and it's it's for I mean it's for I. it's for emphasis, um, because I mean, again, we had a lot of. You know, you know the the Greek god of of the of the place of the dead is Hades, and and so that that was when when the Greek is is written that there's this bigger there's this bigger idol thing that they're also and they're also saying this at the literal what they what the Jewish people literally thought of as the mouth of hell um, in in um, in uh, up in Caesarea and uh, Caesarea Philippi mm-hmm. they're they're at this this place this giant cave where where idols uh they had had human sacrifices worshiped i mean so you're talking about what the jewish people literally thought of as the gate of hell and jesus is saying look this is scary as this might this is nothing i mean god is god in in his church is not he's not shocked by this and 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 we we are as a people, as as I think this is a human nature thing, we always think our time is the worst time that's ever existed. Right, right. The and, divisions and, are the worst. The problems are the worst. That's right. Yeah. I'm like, well, last time I checked, we did go through an American Civil War <laughs> in the 19th century, and we're, mm-hmm. we're yeah, there's a lot of division now, but yeah, I mean, nobody's nobody's recruiting your, your you know your your children to 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 fight against the you know the evil other side, whatever that other side might be. Um, and in the church, you know, to your point, we, yeah, are we are we losing uh, institute? You know, are we losing cultural influence and institutional influence? Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe that's the way it ought to be because when when the church in Amer- when the church in in the first century had zero influence. Yeah. That's when they exploded yeah. <laughs> in growth, um, and whether that should it ought to be that way or not uh, uh, ought not be that way. The, the I think the point that we emphasize is is so critical for this point in time, mm-hmm. and that is that is that you can't control those larger forces that are mm-hmm. that are around you. What you can control, you know, Dallas Willard, Willard likes to talk about you, one's kingdom is one's effective reach. Yeah, you know that. Mm-hmm. What what is our effective reach? Our effective reach is what's right 
right before us. We can come together, pray together, you know, work for the greater good, and and double down on discipleship. Yeah, those are things that that God has put before us that have nothing to do yeah. with trend lines and 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 the, I think the amazing thing, and I'm, I guess I'm guilty of this too, is how often you know people. You know, they look at uh, challenges and they look at problems and and they say, "What are we going to do about it?" And the first answer is not pray, right? Yeah. That that's not our first answer. I mean, even in the in the the statistic that that you provided in the with the Barner Group, four percent of Americans pray together. Yeah, the lowest priority for most for pastors of a dozen dozen different ministries is prayer. Is there any yeah. reason to to be shocked that there's decline yeah. in yeah. churches yeah. when when you look at one of the things that we're going to do in this next series is talk about the importance of the early church praying? Yeah, it's one of the major components of their life together together yeah that's right and and not a minor part like that the pastor the four percent or the, no. the pastors in america report it's not a minor part or a last on the list it is a major component it's the centerpiece of yeah. their thing and and, and is it any surprise then like okay well it's almost as though people don't believe in prayer they don't believe that that's like an actual thing that mm-hmm. and 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 maybe it's our maybe it's our um I mean, uh, Charles Taylor would probably look at that as as our our disconnect between the transcendent and the imminent. That we're so concerned about what we can put our hands on that we forget yeah. that yeah. we're in service to a transcendent God that 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 asks of us and 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 commands us to talk to Him about to, yeah. to cast our cares upon Him. Um, it's almost make, like makes me that. happy that we're going to do um, that. We're going to do a series on prayer. Oh, yeah, after, absolutely. after this next series coming up. Yeah. So it makes me happy we're going to do that. But even in this series, there's a pretty heavy component on prayer in this, this yeah, next series on yeah. the in coming together, which, you know, one of the things I want to talk about for a little bit, because we are starting a new series this coming Sunday. Um, and the idea, it's, it's called Coming Together. We are uh, talking about uh, the themes of what it means to be the church, mm-hmm. what it means to, and looking at the acts uh, to model of the church and then right. unpacking some of those different elements going to do a devotional guide that's going to go along with that but when you're when when you are thinking about the big c church mm-hmm. the 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 ecclesia what is it that is so um important for you as you're trying to communicate to individual parishioners or as you're talking about it what are the some of the kind of the things in your mind and your heart that are always that are kind of that that bubble up to the to the top when you're when you're communicating that piece. Well, one of one of the things that, that that I think about when I'm talking to somebody about what the church is, or the word definitional moment now, what is the, what what is the church? Um, is to is to move people away from a from the mindset of bricks and mortar mm-hmm. and particular yeah. particular locations. Yeah. Um, not that it's not those things. It's just that the essence of what the church is is the body is the body of Christ. It is the people. Uh, who are coming together? Even the even the the word from which we get ecclesiology and we get mm-hmm. is it, it, talking about the assembly, the, the sacred assembly, sacred yeah. assembly. So it is the gathered people of God, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, which is why you know when I moved, when I first moved to 
Dunedin, 60 miles west of here, uh, right as the, in 2004, when all the hurricanes hit, yeah. hit, hit here. And the associate from, from Dunedin had gone to take a church in Punta Gorda mm-hmm. and his church fell in, uh, yeah, and was destroyed with the, with the, with the storm. And one of the things he said to, to me, this, this answers the question of what do I think about when, with ecclesiology? He said, when they, they, the, the church literally fell in, the whole center section of the, of the roof line fell, fell in, uh, had termites, it turned out. Um, <laughs> That didn't help, and uh, and the, and on the rubble in the parking lot the next Sunday, we we sent a team down with with uh, with speakers and 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 all the technology. We sent a team down there, and those same people who were part of that church gathered together under under a tent, and they worshipped. Yeah. With a generator going in the background, a little bit of a band band going, they they worship. So all the normal things that they think of that had to be part of, no, it was the people coming together to express their love for God. So I that that is a compelling part of of my visual mental image of, of ecclesiology. Yeah. How about you? I, to me, I think it's the antidote to the individualistic uh, kind of drift that we we tend to to have you know it's yeah. you know we we um it's it's funny because there there's I, I feel like from a cultural standpoint there's always been this push pull between rugged individualism you know that that the the elevation of the frontier solo you know i'm i'm an uh, i'm an island kind sure. of thing cowboy cowboy out on the on the plains yeah. by himself yeah. at the same time there's there there are always cultural trends to well we need you know we need it's 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 the gathering it's the gathering it's the gathering um but i think from a faith standpoint the 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 the, the at least in the west I, I don't know that this is i don't i don't know i can't speak a lot about the eastern church but in the west it, the the idea of individual spirituality has so infected christianity as to reduce christianity to just a form of spirituality and there was this trend it's probably still going on where you know Jesus didn't come to establish religion he came to establish relationship and I understand why that I understand the the the, the pendulum swing mm-hmm. but there is some but religion is about gathering right? mm-hmm. relation when they talk about the relationship versus the religion it's this idea of the relationship with Jesus my relationship with Jesus and and rarely is the emphasis is not is on my relationship with Jesus and other Jesus in, followers. In yeah. yeah, that's not usually what's because as soon as you start talking about the community, it's easy to fall into kind of a religiosity uh, air quotes I'm using yeah. uh, kind of mentality because um, religion provides uh, provides guide rails, right? Religion provides. And again, there are folks that can only lean on the guide rails and they forget the relationship piece. It's not that. But to me, the, the idea is that the church is, a, is an antidote to that, that individualistic mentality. Jesus never, ever, ever um, elevates the idea of individualistic faith. There's just it's not a place yeah. there. I mean, and, and yet you hear it, you hear it all the time in response to, to all the, the time to per, a person's uh, connection with a with a, a sacred assembly with yeah. a with a church a congregation is that they'll say things like I can worship God on Anywhere. the golf course I can yeah. worship God on the, out on the on the water I can worship God at the beach, um, and so that that's their individualistic resp- response. And our response is 
my, my response is always, A, one, you don't. Yeah. I've been golfing with you and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. <laughs> it's not, it's, I don't know how much worship you're doing with the Budweiser Maybe in cur- your hand. Maybe cursing right more than like right. uh, and, and then two is that you, you've completely sort of gutted the, yeah. the intent of the uh, of Jesus to begin with. I mean, he didn't gather one person around him. He could have just gathered Peter. Peter was, yeah, he was rowdy enough yeah. to, to, he could have, you know, caused a lot of, you know, a shifting of, of hearts and minds. He could have just gathered Paul. No, he gathered a community. Yeah, he decided that that was better. And and then and then and even the language that's used throughout the New Testament to describe the church demonstrates how precious it is. Right? I mean, yeah. it's called the body of Christ. You yeah. know, it's. I mean, that is that's heavy language, right? Yeah. I mean, if Jesus is the head of the church, the church is the body. I mean, that's it, people. I think we say that so often, yeah. people don't understand the weight of that. And Paul unpacks, you know, the different member, you know, he, he goes through the with the, the, the head, you know, eyes, hands kind of imagery. He takes that further. And then it's also called the bride of Christ. I mean, how precious is that image? I mean, so the idea is I love Jesus, but I don't like his church. Well, you that's, I mean, that's... Then you don't love Jesus. <laughs> you don't love Jesus. I mean, that's like someone saying to me, I, I love I love you, Zach, but I don't like, I don't like your wife or... or or John, I like you, but I don't like you. We would, what would I, we would take heavy offense to that, and yeah. I think Jesus does the same thing. And I think, and and, and uh, yeah, and I hope we'll bring all this out. The, the I think people will be quite surprised at the number of plurals there are yeah. in the verbs and the pronouns and the nouns in the New Testament. Yeah, you it's know, we, we littered, tend, littered. We, we, with te- them. we tend to make it more. Oh, that's really great. I will apply that to to myself as an individual, which is great. You should. But to stop there is to fail to see the 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 the, the larger you know, plurality of the message. And it's and it's and and it's very it's very um, self centered. I mean, it just it, and and it really what, what what we've done is we've 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 actually committed the 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 sin of the Hebrews, which is idolatry, right? And, and instead hmm. of instead of elevating Molech or the Baals or whatever, we just elevated the self. And we we like I'm not an idol worshiper, yeah. But it's 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 let's define idols. That's right. And it's it's maybe the, you are. Yeah, it's the maybe. centerpiece, yeah. you know. And and that's to me that's and and the church it's it's one of the things that we talk about here. It's not perfect. Right, we are not a perfect congregation, and there's not a perfect congregation. We are being perfected, but we're not perfect. If you find the perfect congregation, as as the saying always goes, please don't join it; you'll ruin it. You'll ruin it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, and I definitely would too. And that's why I think it is important. We're doing this series as we kind of are in the the beginning of this year. Um, I think it's going to be an exciting time. Encourage people. This is this is the time to come back together. Yeah. Um, and, and you're sort of hearing the, uh, the the early early chatter about what's coming in the in the next six weeks too. That that you know, the, and it really is. I mean, the, Rick Warren did this whole series uh, you know, years ago, saying we really are better together. We are better together, and and I think that that's uh, that's very true. Hundredth um, episode. Yeah, we've got the marching band. You got you got put gonna, some special music on some or something. Special music in the background on this, some fireworks <laughs> or whatever. But uh, I think it, the great, it, just just the way it worked out. Uh, did not plan it this way. Hundredth episode talking about uh, what Jesus gave his life well, for, the first, which is first the church, armchair right? preaching of the year. First one of the year. 
why Jesus gave, gave, gave his life, the yeah. state of the state of the church address. Big themes. Yeah. Big, Big themes. This is pretty epic. Yeah. This is epic. That's right. So if you've missed uh, any one of our sermons, any of one of our messages, but if you missed this one on the state of the church, I encourage you to check out fpclakeland.org. Go to the worship page and the sermon archive tab. You can see complete services. And if you've missed any one of our episodes of Armchair Preaching, all 100 plus bonus episodes, uh, check us out on Google Play, uh, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Subscribe, hit the like button, share it with your friends. We're going to do a lot more kind of promotion of armchair preaching so people have this as, as part of Good. one of the tools in their tool belt. Yeah. Um, and also there's going to be maybe some expansion in 2023 of what is what, what we do in armchair, a little few, few more bonus episodes. Uh, we've got some exciting stuff happening in 2023. And can I just say that, that, that I, I think one of the outcomes of a message like we just we just spoke and even this coming out of this message is it's an encouragement to us as pastors. It really is. It really is. You know, we see that we see the difficult things that are out there, but but we also see the the we like everyone responded. We see that the hope that's out there, and we're working hard to to, to live into that hope. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you, John. Happy to be here. Happy 100 episodes, and uh, we will see everybody again next time.